Since 1871, Joseph's Jewelers has helped generations of families celebrate life's biggest moments with meaningful jewelry. Joseph's has been in the jewelry industry for over 150 years, allowing them to help customers create the ideal piece for any budget. So whether you've been going to Joseph's for years or you're a new customer, they always make sure you get the best value for your dollar. It's a value their customers really appreciate. Without question, Joseph's. Did you know that most lost pets are found within miles of their homes? If you find a lost pet, the best way to make sure they're reunited with their family is taking them to the right place. If you find a lost pet in the city of Des Moines, take them to ARL Animal Services at 1441 Harriet Street. Head to arl-iowa.org slash reunite DSM to learn more. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Iowa's For Love of Animals podcast. Here are your hosts, Carol and Dan. Welcome back to For Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carol and I'm here with Dan. Hello. And uh, this week we had gotten a couple questions submitted to us. One was about introducing a cat to a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to laugh because this is like sounding familiar to me. I know. Why would that be? Because we would. <laughs> we went through a whole section and you had not unmuted us. Oh, so we're going to start over. And I hope I do as well or better than I did the first right. time. With yeah, this. you get a do over. Yes, I get a do over. So here we go. So the question was, I have a resident cat. How do I go about getting a friend for my cat and do a proper introduction? And then we also had a question, same sorts of things, but introducing a dog to a situation or a cat into a home with a dog. So I'll start with the cat on cat, and then you can take it away on the dog Perfect. So here are perfect. Perfect. Here we go. So one thing to really consider is what type of match you're doing for the cat you have at home. So if you have like an older cat, 14, 15, 16-year-old cat, you probably first need to consider if it's the right time to get another cat. Right. So if you have had an older cat and maybe one and you had two and one passed away and you're looking for a friend – totally great let's just not get like an eight or 12 week old kitten because, i mean could you imagine oh my gosh that kitten is going to want to play <laughs> with this older cat and this older cat's gonna be like get away from me i want to sleep right you know? right so we need to give that a thought to start it doesn't mean you can't get another cat it just may mean you need to get one that's older and more mature that doesn't necessarily want to play all the time right if you're 15 14 16 year old cat still likes to play still i would get an older cat that likes to play not a young kitten mm-hmm. so um your sh- your shelter uh the animal rescue league of iowa does this but we certainly can help you make those matches we can give you thoughts on okay this cat was with another cat this cat's used to cats this cat's never been and we can help you kind of narrow down choices and you can go from there i'm sure local animal shelters across the country can help with that oh yeah for sure as well so once you've picked out the one and you adopt and you take it home a couple things set the new cat up into a separate room Food, water, litter box. I usually have a radio or TV where I can turn on and off so they're getting some stimulation from the noise. Lots of toys, different toys to keep them occupied. The gist of that is because you're going to have them in a separate room for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Now, that period of time could be two days and that period of time could be two months. Right. That's a mechanism. It's going to take us, take as long as it takes. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly one of our mechanisms. And you'll see signs that will help you to judge that. So for example, I recently adopted a cat named Bachi and, uh, 
and I could tell within a first week, first of all, he wanted out, but the second <laughs> of all was my other younger cat was playing under the door with him. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, this is good. Now, I have multiple cats at home. Mm-hmm. So I did one introduction, then another introduction, then another introduction before I just opened the door and let him loose. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I put a baby gate across the door. I took the one, my oldest cat, the one I was most concerned about. I started letting him see him through the door. I took a fishing pole toy. I dangled it between the mm-hmm. the uh, baby gate, one cat on one side, Bachi on the other side. They started playing. And the point to that is the minute they see each other, it's a positive thing. Right. It's not hissing and growling and I'm out running around the house and I'm just – it's positive. They were playing. I knew that Simon liked to play. I figured Bocce did. So they're playing through the gate with this thing. Then I started let Simon come in the room. Mm-hmm. And I have other interactive toys I got all turned on and started going and they <laughs> and they were playing and they were just they were so busy playing in this positive thing. And then I also took in tuna, which I know Simon loves mm-hmm. tuna. Took tuna in there, put two little teaspoons down, had them eating close together. And so the gist of this is again Positive, positive, positive from the minute they meet and yeah. see each other. And you're just trying to kind of sort of distract them. Absolutely. Right? Like, don't worry about what's going on over here. Focus on this. Right. Don't worry about this new interloper mm-hmm. in the house. <laughs> you guys are friends and been playing. Right. And then what I did after I knew Simon was okay with him, I then brought in Lily, let Lily come in. I didn't carry her in. I didn't push her on time. She mm-hmm. took a little while. I opened the door. I could see her peering around the corner. I didn't do anything. I just let her come in at her time, did the same thing. The minute she came in the room, I started with the playing. I started throwing ping pong balls. Right. And the reason I did her a little bit differently than Simon is, Simon is 12, Bocce six months, <laughs> and Lily is two. So I was trying to get her and Lily on a, Bocce and Lily on a feeling of, right. hey, we're going to be able to play and run and da-da-da. Now, and they'll leave Simon alone. And they'll leave Simon alone. Yeah. alone. Now, I know it sounds a little contrary to what I said about age and adopting. Mm-hmm. But Simon is still really playful, and so I knew it was going to be okay because he had taken to Lily with no problem whatsoever, who was yeah. only two. So I figured I would be okay. But but my I also have a 15, almost 16-year-old cat named Ocho, and I would never have just gotten a six-month-old kitten right. if I only had Ocho because that was going to be a nightmare for Ocho. Right. But now Bocce can play with Lily, and they play with Simon, and they all leave Ocho alone yeah. to sleep. So you, cut, you, know, you know your cat. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, and Ocho <clears throat> will tell him, "No, leave me alone." Oh, and he's absolutely. like, oh, "Okay, I'll go play with the other one." Yeah, and did in about the first minute, right? And that was the end of that. And <laughs> right. he just now steers clear, and he has playmates over here. So yeah, and they, I mean, they do tend to to learn very quick and they do. and better from other like species. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. We can we can teach them to some degree, but it's kind of like when we say to people. You know, my cat's play biting and it's sitting on your lap and it's starting to play bite you. And I say to them, if you think you can do it right at the minute that it's happening, hiss at the cat right. and get up and walk away. And the reason is because another cat would hiss. That's a language they understand. Mm-hmm. And it tends to work really well. I mean, Bocce started play biting me and I right at the mm-hmm. time and he immediately stopped, you know. Yeah. And it, again, it kind of breaks their concentration yes. about what they're doing. Yeah, right? they're like, whoa, okay, right. you don't look like a cat, but you're hissing at me. <laughs> uh, so... So the introduction process, you just can't rush it. And I I will tell you, most often and most always, when I get a call about a cat not getting along, I say to them, is this a new cat? Yes. How did you do the intro process? And most people, 
not knowing, mm-hmm. they walked in, they opened the crate, and they let the cat out. Right. And all of a sudden, your resident cat or cats are like, hey, we're good. What's with this? You know, slow introduction, slow introduction. And again, the idea here is to have them coexist peacefully, and then you hope for more. Right. Um, but the point is, you can't force cats to groom each other, sleep together, play. But you, what we can try to do is these intros where they're going to be able to live in the same house, and then hopefully they'll form relationships over a time. I have had situations where those people who walked in, opened up a crate, and let their cat out, and it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, you just have to start over. Yeah. Uh, you totally have to start over. And there's some other things you can do when you've had a bad situation like that and, or when maybe it's not going to go as well. Uh, and that is, you know, you take a towel, like a bath towel, and you rub it on your resident cat like it's wet. You take that same towel, rub it on your new cat. And what you're doing is you're taking their scent, their dander, and you're putting it on to each other. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing. New cat, rub it with a towel, put it on your resident cat and they start to smell the same. And then my trick that people like, look at me like I'm nuts when I say it is, but cooking vanilla works great for this sort of thing. And that is something you can take and put a little dab of it on the base of their tail. They can't reach it to lick it off, but it does start to make them smell the same. Cats are so scent oriented. Yeah. Um, If you can get their dander onto each other, if you can get them smelling similarly, um, it will totally help, too, if you've got a tense situation. And then finally, I love Feel Away, um, a synthetic yeah. cat pheromone, not a drug. It's like an air freshener. You plug in or you can spray it on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably can't even smell it. Yeah, like the cat yeah, sure can. can. It smells like nothing. Yeah, and it's just a calming agent, and it does tend to work as well. We have tons of information about this on our website, www.arl-iowa.org, and in our For Love of Animals book on cats that we wrote. Um, Both have really explicit instructions for this because it is so important. And once you do it, it doesn't mean you're not going to have a tussle now and again. I kind of look at it like, you know, if you put me and my sisters in a bathroom together, (laughs) I'm probably not going to be happy all the time. Right. Um, But you'll manage. But I'll manage. (laughs) And it's the same thing with cats. And if even if you, you know, they're all getting along fine, they're going to have moments where they maybe get grouchy with each other. And in those situations, you can distract them by throwing a ping pong ball to go chase the ball. Mm -hmm. You can use a, you know, fishing pole to distract them. I had this situation happen to me a couple of days ago. I just walked between them. Like I, yeah. I just started walking towards them, walked between them, and it was over. Right. Yeah. Because so, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what were we doing? Forgot. Yeah. Oh, tuna. What? Yeah. Exactly. And it's over. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, that's some tips. Great information on our website. Check it out. Uh, we're always, of course, happy if you want to email us with more questions or anything like that. So, And then, Dan, we had the same kind of thing happen with getting a cat and a dog yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, I mean, it's fairly similar to a cat cat, uh, introduction, but the, the thing here is set the cat up in its own room, just like you would, um, if you were doing a cat to a cat intro, um, do the towel thing, rub the towel on the dog, rub the towel on the cat, switch them out so that the dog can smell the cat and the cat can smell the dog. Um, when you do go to do, um, an introduction though, put the dog in a crate or put the dog in a separate room and let the cat investigate the house with no dog interference at all. Um, and the important thing for that is so that the cat knows where the hiding spots are. Um, 
always give the cat uh, a way to escape to get away from the dog. So have, you know, cat tree or a baby gate with the little hole that, you know, that cats can uh, skate through. Um, Some people even have like cat doors on their basement or whatever so that the cats can go down there. Um, Always give the cat an escape route. Um, Then let the dog go and investigate where the cat was without the cat being there, obviously. And this is all for scent transfer because to your point, once they get uh, more familiar with each other's scent, uh, it will likely go uh, easier when you actually do the introduction. The most important thing when you are ready to do the introduction, and again, this takes as long as it takes, um, don't let the dog chase the cat. Um, or in some cases in my house, uh, you know, animal services uh, officer Tina will sometimes bring her dogs over and my dog, uh, my cat will chase the dog <laughs> and see my cats grew up with dogs. So they're, they're good with it. Yep. Um, but I don't know why one of my cats just, he chases, uh, one of Tina's dogs, but th- then it kind of becomes a game, you know? So, but, um, when you're doing this, have your dog on a leash, let the cat out, but don't use the leash as a correction agent either. Uh, so don't pop the, the leash, you know, on the dog's collar if the dog goes to do something. Um, this is where it comes in very handy to have your dog trained a little bit before too to distract the dog. So if your dog is staring very intently at the cat, distract them. Call their name. If they look at you, give them a treat right away. Um, if they, you know, tend to start pulling on the leash, just walk the other way so that the dog has to follow you to uh, make the space you know, longer uh, or wider uh, between the cat and the dog. Uh, take them in another room, whatever the case may be, take them outside. But you're essentially doing the same exact thing as just distracting them and being like, ignore the cat. The cat's, you know, there's nothing good with the cat. Come over here, do this instead. So um, like we talked about last week with Mick, you want to ignore the behavior that you don't want, reward what you do. So anytime the dog is not paying any attention to the cat, reward the dog. Um, it, it can absolutely be done. My my cat, uh, cats rather, and when I had a dog, they would lay on the bed together. Like they can be best friends. Patience is your friend. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, it takes as long as it takes. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, absolutely do not pick up the cat and try to force them into oh, these gosh, meetings no. and relationships whatsoever. Yeah. Whether that's cat, cat or dog, cat or whatever the case don't may do be. It. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. One, you'll get scratched up. Right. Or like your cat's hiding under a bed and then you go pull it out because you think you'll tell it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Right. Shut just- the door. Let it be. Let it be so it can eat and not have to worry and we just start over. Right. Just that's back exactly it up, start right. Start over. So. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't force it at all because that's just going to be bad. Yep. But there are tons of articles on the ARL website, uh, ARL-Iowa.org. Click on pet help and then click on the resource library. And there are tons and tons and tons of articles on clicker training for your dog and or cat for that matter. Um, introducing your dog to a new dog, introducing your dog to cats, cats to dogs, cats to cats, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, so go check that out. There's lots of info out there. Yep. And thank you for your inquiries. We are happy to answer any questions you might have about yes. species of animals. We don't Absolutely. know the answer. We'll certainly find it out. You can submit questions to us either by calling. We have a phone number you can call. Yes. 515-461-5079. You can call or text that. Dan will be getting those and he'll definitely respond. Um and if you'd like to hear about a particular topic, we're also happy for you to leave us suggestions as well. Yeah, anything you, can also you want. Email us at our website, www.arl-iowa.org. Or if you sign up for our For Love of Animals Facebook page, you can submit questions and topics there as well. We're happy yeah, to answer. That will go to producer Bernie. And we'll get them from there. That's right. So great. I think we need to take another break. We do. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what the science says about kids getting dogs. So uh, be sure and come back with us. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening for Love of Animals podcast with Carol and Dan. Help ensure a bright future for animals by planning a gift that benefits the ARL today or after your lifetime. You can help ensure our future success in promoting animal welfare, strengthening the human-animal bond, and preventing the overpopulation and abuse of pets. Our website will help you decide how to start your giving journey today. Visit www.arliowa.planmygift.org to learn more. Help ensure a bright future for animals by planning a gift that benefits the ARL today or after your lifetime. You can help ensure our future success in promoting animal welfare, strengthening the human-animal bond, and preventing the overpopulation and abuse of pets. Our website will help you decide how to start your giving journey today. Visit www.arliowa.planmygift.org to learn more. Welcome back to For Love of Animals podcast. I'm here with Carol and I'm here with Dan. Hello. Uh, so well, there was a recent article that came out, actually February 4th, from like IPR, NPR, um, about if your kids want a dog and how actually science actually may be on their side. So if you don't want your kids to hear this, you might want to <laughs> get it where you're quiet so they don't hear it. But basically... New study, and actually, it's not surprising. It says a new study finds that getting a family dog is actually linked with a big jump in physical activity in younger kids, especially in young girls. So they're talking about how basically uh, it's healthy and good for your kids to actually have a dog. Australian researchers followed 600 kids over a three-year period starting at preschool, and they tracked their physical activity that used monitors, basically, and it measured how fast, how long, how much they moved, and it surveyed parents about their children' activities as well, whether they and whether they had a family dog. So half of the kids didn't have a dog. About 204 kids had a dog the entire time, and 58 kids got a dog during the study period. 31 kids had lost a dog during that time, but... Uh, not surprisingly, both boys and girls in the study engaged more frequently in activities like dog walking, playing in the yard, um, and the impact of it was definitely more pronounced in girls. But um, That's surprising to me. Is, is that surprising to you? Well, no, but I spent all my time with my dog when I was... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, think- I guess I just, it, it's so stereotypical of me <laughs> to even say this, but you just you just think boys are outside more playing in the dirt. Yeah. Girls are inside playing with dolls or whatever, you know? Yeah. So they basically found that adding a dog to the household increased young girls' light intensity physical activity by 52 minutes a day or almost an hour. 
That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Conversely, girls whose dog had died during the study saw a big drop in their daily physical activity by 62 minutes a day. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of a good study where we all maybe suspected that it was good for kids to have a mm-hmm. dog, you know, for walking, playing, all sorts of things. Right. I mean, personally, I think emotionally. I don't know if I should say this or not because there's probably people who think I'm nuts, but I think that emotionally for me, it was great having pets growing up. Like I, I was, I was somewhat bullied in parts of school mm-hmm. and I could go home to my dog, Yeah, you know, who was my friend. Yeah. It didn't was, judge you. Didn't judge didn't, me. Yeah. was always happy to see me. I, mm-hmm. I really feel like it was so good to have pets, you know, so. And maybe that's why the study shows that girls had a higher Maybe because you know, I mean, girls can be vicious to each other. Yeah, they really can. Can't I know? They? I know boys can, but you know, they tend to be you know the ma- more macho, like oh, right, rah rah rah. Yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting study. It really was. It really was. So, if your kids want a dog, you might want to think about letting them get one. Yeah, and to your point, emotionally, physically, um, and even like I'm convinced of this. When you have a child and you have an animal in your home, whether that's a cat or a dog, uh, hopefully both, because, you know, we just told you how they can be friends. Exactly. Dogs <laughs> and cats are not natural enemies. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, your kid's crawling around on the floor. I just think immunity-wise, I think, like, it serves a purpose. I think there's a study done on that. We'll have to try to find that. I think it was done by, like, a prestigious medical school that did a study that basically said if you even if your kids show a little bit of allergy like you know like get the animal being anyway. around yeah. the animal will like helpfully help with that yeah we're not doctors <laughs> well i am but yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah. just kidding we're not doctors <laughs> but we should look for that article because i think like a prestigious medical school did that study about five ten years ago found that out yeah we'll have to look, yeah, we'll be- look I, because i'm convinced of that that it helps with yeah. germs and whatever. You know, when COVID was happening and it was rampant, mm-hmm. you and I would always joke because we still saw each other every Saturday we did. doing ARL Animal Connection. Yeah. And I mean, granted, we weren't really doing much <laughs> throughout the week. Right. But we were, we always joked, like, have you caught it yet? Have you caught it yet? And right. we're like, no, we're, I'm immune to everything. Right. And it, and it was because of all the stuff that we did at the shelter <laughs> yeah, around the animals, I you agree. know? I know. <laughs> so I'm convinced of it. Yeah. So yeah, go get a dog, go get a couple dogs. Yeah. Go get a cat. And speak to your own doctor. Cause again, Dan and I are not. <laughs> That's but... right. And if they tell you no, go find somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, really. Uh, and I'm going to look for that article and see if I was dreaming or not. I, I bet I bet there's something out there. Yeah, I think there's, there is. Surely there yeah. is. And if you are a doctor and you're listening to this and you know of what I speak, please let us know. Yeah, only if you agree with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> only if you tell us we're right. Because, of course, we're going to promote pet ownership. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah we don't want to hear nothing else. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my. Um, so the Raise Your Paw auction, I must talk about it, of course. I know. It's um, going to be here before you know it. It is. So the Raise Your Paw auction is our largest fundraiser that we have to support the Animal Rescue League of Iowa here in Des Moines, Iowa. And we're the largest animal shelter in Iowa. We have thousands of animals that come into us, um, lots of programs that we do. And I wouldn't even – you would be here for eight hours if I was going to start launching into everything right. the Animal Rescue League did. So you can be sure and visit our website, and you'll get a feel for what we do. And this fundraiser, um, has, this is 32nd year we've done it. 
32. 32 years. And, and you've been a part of every single one of them, haven't you? Uh, since about year. Well, I was a volunteer at the first few and then I went on the committee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now I, I've chaired it for a long time right. now. But um, so we are going to be at the Meadows at Prairie Meadows on April 20th. And it's hard to kind of explain, um, but we've already been selling tables and tickets. So listen up. I know. I need to get. Because we want you to come. I need to go get my tickets right now, actually. And um, so we get hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of items donated from individuals and local businesses all across Des Moines and Iowa that we auction off in a silent auction and in a live auction. So, I mean, I'm talking dinner gift certificates, spa days, weekend getaways, artwork, jewelry, signed autographed sports memorabilia, really cool baskets of mm-hmm. all sorts of things. I mean, I'm looking out at some of the stuff right, right. now as we're talking. I mean, really cool stuff. And so, oil changes, oil changes, like everything. Yeah, everything. It's hard. I mean, everything that you can imagine we have up for auction and it's all donated. Mm-hmm. So we have wonderful support here. You and I have said that forever um, in Des Moines and Iowa. Village. It is a village. And so if you are an individual or business that would like to donate an item to us, please reach out to us uh, through our website, my calling. Um, and we would love to talk to you about opportunities for sponsorship Um recognition for your donation i mean the whole gamut and we would love to talk to you about whatever you would like to donate um but we'd love for you to attend this event uh so tickets are on sale www.arl-iowa.org you can get individual tickets you can get a table so you can bring your friends uh reserved uh it does sell out about 800 people come so get your tickets i mean i know it's only february 5th get your tickets yeah like seriously to your point, they always sell out yeah. prior to the actual event. And we also have a whiskey and wine wall, <laughs> and people donate bottles of wine to us and bottles of whiskey to us, and we do a raffle with those, and that's a lot of fun. We have live entertainment um, that will be there. We have great food, heavy appetizers. Uh, we have pets walking around. We have uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's like it's, a celebration of pets. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, and then you get to see the video and cry. Yeah, exactly. But it's auction. a happy video. It's a it's absolutely yeah. a happy cry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every year I have tears in my eyes. And we're gonna work in some more stories about animals this year too throughout the live oh, auction. So there's nice. gonna be even more fun. Good. So be sure and check that out now. Before, and it's wait, you have to say the theme because oh, I knew this, but <laughs> then I actually saw it in text yeah. and I cracked up laughing. Yeah, so we're doing a Las Vegas theme. Yeah, but it's called Pause Vegas. Pause Vegas. That's exactly right. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's going to be very fun. And we you know, we encourage people, dress up if you would like to like Vegasy. But you oh, don't like have a showgirl? to. I should come like a showgirl. That would be really fun. No, I'm sorry. No, That's I know. Not You're not gonna do that. I know. But uh <laughs> Elvis. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. that's good. There you go. Or what was the guy's name that was uh, – he had a show in Vegas for years. You're talking about Johnny Mathis or Tony Bennett? Um, Along the same lines of that. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, oh, my gosh. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Okay. We'll think of it. Yeah. Okay. Donnie Osmond. Yeah, there you whom, go. Who, of course, I got to see when I was in Vegas yeah. in November. Come He's as fabulous. Adele. Adele, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just totally fun. So – Get your tickets. Leading up to that, February, 
22nd. So coming up in about two weeks, yes, not, we not have our basket party and it's our called our Raise Your Paw Basket Party and get with your friends. So I always get with the same five friends every year and we come up with a theme for a basket and then I buy stuff and they all buy stuff. We come together on February 22nd at the Animal Rescue League get a basket that we provide mm-hmm. and we put our basket together. You yeah, and I are fun. doing a couple baskets also. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be a good time. Yeah. It's really fun. Pizza chance to win free tickets to the event. And if you can't come on the 22nd, you can certainly drop your stuff off ahead of time. And Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about, you can pick a basket and we'll put it together for you too. Yeah. So if you want to participate, but you're like, I can't, I don't have the brain capacity to think through this or the time or energy, whatever the case may be, we will hear your excuse. Um, (laughs) We will accept it and not judge it. That's right. (laughs) And we will take your money (laughs) and um, we'll go do the shopping for you. So on the website, um, go click on events, go to February 22nd, click on the event. And if you scroll to the bottom, there are examples of types of baskets that you can get. So sucker for succulents, uh, a movie basket, a game night, um, herbs in the burbs, which I love that one. That's adorable. Um, or if you have your own idea and you email it and you're like, this is what I was thinking, you know, here's money to go do it. Um, we'll do that. And here's what I'm going to offer. And I'm just going to put Dan on the spot with this, but Dan, if, if somebody wants us to do one, that's not one of our ones that we've mm-hmm. got, you and I'll do it. You okay. and I'll go shop for them and we'll get it, put Done. it together. Done. It better be a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> it better be something fun. Right. No, that's, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down for that. So, and we have a, Dan and I are obviously on a procurement committee looking for items. You can reach out to us yes. as well. Yeah. I've started um, soliciting. Yes. And uh, I've picked a couple things up so far yep. that, that people have uh, donated. But yes, if you're a business in the area and you want to donate, uh, reach out to us somehow. And like you said, a while ago, we'll hear what you want to donate. And yeah. We'll figure it out. It's fun. I had a, I was having dinner with some friends and I asked one of them uh, if they personally would, she has written a, written a cookbook and I asked her if she would donate like, you oh, know, yeah. going to somebody's house and doing cookie, oh, like a cooking yes. thing to which she absolutely said, yeah. So see, even stuff like that, like if you've got a talent, like you play mm-hmm. piano or guitar, I, we had somebody one year donate they were um, a Santa, and they would go to somebody's house uh, and be Oh, Santa. that's perfect. So anything like that, too, that you've got to tell yeah. about, we want to hear about it. I have a really great friend who is amazing baker, and she does cake pops of, like, last year she did frogs. Yes. One year she did a whole bunch of farm animals, and she's in doing something this year. So, like, really cool that everybody steps up, and because all the money goes to help the animals. Yeah, think outside the box. And to your point, I remember this was a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was through Better Homes and Gardens Test Kitchen. I know maybe. exactly what you're talking about. There was a, a pie book. Yep. That was like one of the hottest it was so cool. auctioned items. She went to their house for like her somebody, the winning bidder and like six friends yeah. went to their house and showed them how to bake pies. Yeah. And it was like the hot ticket huge. item. Yeah. And that's just her talent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it really doesn't cost anything. If I had you talent, know? I would donate it. Yeah. Why not? Instead, I have to do baskets. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, so anyway, come to come to this. <laughs> uh, check all this information out about our Paw <clears throat> Vegas event coming up. And you know, our Raise Your Paw auction was donated as one or nominated as one of the best events through City View. It was in the top three. Oh, it should be because it's fun. It's it was amazing to be in the top three because the other two were like Iowa State Fair, which won, sure, and the Des Moines Art Festival, totally get it, and yeah, the, and the Raise Your Paw auction. Well, see, that's seriously that's how fun this event is. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know going from millions of people essentially right. to both of those things probably right, or you know at least several hundred thousand yeah. for the art festival to eight hundred. But right. look at the impact that it's made. Right. Come join us. Yeah. It's so fun. Come have fun. You'll have a great time. So anyway, that's that. And you want to talk about spaghetti that's coming up. Yes. Um, we've talked about this a couple times, but um, I think it's hilarious. The spaghetti and no balls <laughs> dinner <laughs> at Opa Italian uh, is coming up. There's two different ones. There's one on Sunday, February 25th, and on Tuesday, uh, February 27th. Um, tickets are 20 bucks, and this is super generous, but... Twelve dollars uh, from the ticket sales goes back to the ARL, so that's a huge, um, uh, you know, chunk chunk of change that the ARL is getting back from that. So thank you so much to Opa Italian. No kidding. Uh, that's super super generous. Uh, there and also uh, I believe a dollar from every drink, if I'm not mistaken, um, goes back to the ARL. Um, but come have fun, and all of the money uh, raised. So the $12 from every dinner, essentially, uh, goes back to ARL's programs like low-cost spay and neuter programs, which, you know me, I preach on this every time I talk about spay-neuter is the most important thing that a shelter could focus their energy on. So um, be part of the solution and eat pasta. Exactly. And please, if you you go into OPA, tell them thank you. Yeah, for for real. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Dan, before we wrap up, we need to talk about a new species that I hope you've got for us. And as I've said, could you try to get something a little cuter? Okay. So this is way cuter than the last couple that I've talked about, (laughs) but it's not the judge of that. Dan. uh, Yeah. It's not, it's not a French bulldog. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, this is, uh, I'm not even going to try to say the scientific name, but it's a furry mammal. Okay. Uh, it's a, it belongs to a new member of a group of about 70 species known as round leaf bats, so-called because of their approximately circular nasal apparatus. <laughs> uh, it can be distinguished <laughs> from its relatives on the basis of the structure of its nose leaf and the pitch of its vocalizations. Uh, the species was trapped during bat surveys of rainforest and peninsular Thailand and Malaysia. Uh, other specimens have been uh, identified in collections from Borneo, where it's probably been mistaken for a similar, more common species. Um, and the species is named in honor of Tiga Kingston, a bat biologist at Texas Tech University, who is the founder and chair of the Southeast Asian Bat Conservation Research Unit and who collected some of the very first specimens. I wonder what it takes to get an, a new species named after you. I'll probably never know. I, I think we should try. I think we should try to get well, the you know, Carol we... and Tan podcast, whatever that animal might be. <laughs> It'll probably be so ugly. Like we should think of how our names would go together. Like Daryl, Ooh, 
uh, that's like a name name. We need like a name name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can think of something. Yeah. But Cardin. Yeah, there you go. I like that something one. Something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, several weeks ago we talked about um, an animal and it, it was named after Leonardo DiCaprio's mom yeah. or something. Yeah. And then there's another one. Um, I'll, I'll give it away. Uh, I'll do two this time. How about that? There is a distinctive orb-weaving spider, uh, which is sufficiently different from other members of its family to be assigned a new genus of its own, so new species, though closely related to the leaf-rolling spiders, which hide in a curled-up leaf built into the center of their web. This species instead constructs a unique silk-lined retreat, and it's the venomous Tom Hardy which Tom Hardy is like a, a movie star, I think. I don't know. I'm he terrible is. with actors. How did, how did it get named after him? Um, it was found in coastal forests in Tasmania where it builds its web only at night and dismantles it during the day, which that's actually pretty yeah, common. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, the researchers uh, subsequently found further specimens. Um, the pattern of black spots on the spider's abdomen reminded the researchers of the face of the Marvel Comics character Venom, played okay. by the actor Tom Hardy in okay. the 2018 film uh, adaptation. So you started off okay with the bat, which was semi-cute, and we ended with a spider. Yeah. The spider is actually very pretty. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Yes, I do. You know, spiders okay. are beautiful. Okay, that's pretty gross, but that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, the colors it, of it are very distinct. Spiders are very necessary. Yes, they are. Yeah, very. Yeah, they're they're very necessary. Yeah. Uh, you know, you bring up a very good point. Before we close, I um, and I've mentioned this podcast before, Ologies podcast. Mm-hmm. I, it's a great podcast. Not as good as ours. Right. It's science based. <laughs> Um, Ours is fun based. Go ahead. There, yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> fake doctors. She talks to real doctors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have a, a a group on Facebook, and somebody was asking, uh, you, you know, like why why do gnats exist or something? Because they were complaining about them. And somebody had made a comment, and you know, we've said this before, where everything has a purpose. Yep. Um, which I I believe is true. Yep. Um, but I was reading uh, this person's comment and. The people that comment tend to be, I mean, outside of myself. That's why I read the comments. I don't generally post comments in this group because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> but um, sh- this person was saying that's true for a lot of uh, animals, right? But they were specifically talk- talking about box elder bugs. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there's literally no purpose for box elder bugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some things are like that. They're just, they're meant to be here and to reproduce and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Birds don't eat them because they taste nasty. They don't really do anything good for the trees that they inhabit. They get into your house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do like more research on on these animals that we talk about sometimes and be like, like, what is its purpose? Like, what, what does it do? Yeah. Because, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, maybe box elder bugs don't really have a purpose, but the, they're here the, to be here. They're like the appendix or tonsil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know. That's hilarious. Why? Right. You know? Like, yeah. That's, we should refer to it as that. Exactly. This animal is the tonsils <laughs> of the animal world. But yeah, I just found that very interesting. It is. Because yeah. I was like, that's a very good point. Yeah, it is. But you know, the thing is with it, um, I feel like, um, 
I feel like no matter what it is, if it's a living creature, we should be kind. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which Absolutely. I know you believe as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying go exterminate no, all the no, box no, no. You would never um, say that. But And maybe their purpose is that it gets me up off the couch. To put them outside? <laughs> to put them outside. Because, you know, <laughs> otherwise I may not get off the couch. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. Plug the hole where they're coming in your house because that's where they tend to end up, right? Yeah. But yeah, sure. I thought that was interesting. Just another way to, to look at And it's very stuff. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. There, there's that's the beauty of our podcast. It's fun. It makes you pause and go, hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes you think. Right. Absolutely. It's been fun. On that note, okay. Bye. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been very fun. I uh, hope you join us again next week for the For Love of Animals podcast. And I tell you what, hopefully you guys are all join the For Love of Animals Facebook page. We've got lots of cool stuff that gets posted. Not only what we talk about here, but other really kind of random fun animal stuff. Yeah, and so, uh, go look. There's a photo of me, Benny, and Mick out there. Yes, so. and Benny. Everybody loves Benny. I, I mean, they love you and Mick too. But they, well, that's they, fine. They love Benny. They wanted to see the cat. Yeah, I don't blame I'm them. Totally fine with <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, anyway. Uh, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Go forth and pop forward.